हेलो एवरीवन यू आर एम बैक विद द सेकंड एपिसोड ऑफ माय पॉडकास्ट डिजाइन वाइज वी यू शो टू लर्न हाउ टू अप्लाई विजडम टू योर डिजाइनिंग व्हेन यू आर अ फ्रेशर एंड जस्ट किक स्टार्टिंग योर करियर इट्स सो इजी समटाइम्स टू से यस टू एनीथिंग इन योर ईगरनेस टू प्लीज योर क्लाइंट इट इज इक्वली डिफिकल्ट टू सेट रूल्स ऑफ एंगेजमेंट विद योर क्लाइंट्स इजेंट इट Now in this episode we'll talk about a difficult and challenging project that I undertook in the early stages of my career. It was indeed one of my worst projects but also the best. Hence it was best of all and worst of all. Let's find out how. It was winters of 2005. when i was just wrapping up a two bedroom apartment for a newly wed couple that project had gone really well and we were all happy with the results as a consequence my clients put in a good word to a friend of theirs who was looking to renovate his old family home in preparation for his wedding which was due in 6 months my first meeting with the clients was just a tiny bit short of a disaster Ranjan's family home was situated not too far from where I stayed so I arrived dot on time all set and upbeat carrying my portfolio and very eager to impress an elderly man opened the door whom I gauged was Ranjan's father it became quite clear to me in the very first 5 minutes of meeting him that he wasn't very pleased to see me in fact it turned out that he wasn't even close to accepting an interior designing of his dwelling now remember that we are talking about 15 years back about the time when many of us did not understand the importance of doing up their homes the aesthetics were really not that critical during those times what was critical was the functionality so it's important to understand here that they were being true to the times while i was just doing my bit to bring about a change in their mindset and so was ranjan their son probably the only member in the household who was trying to bring about a change in the mindset of his parents with his ideology of an ideal home and he was this young chap of 26 or 27 he really wanted that he should be able to set up the home in a more aesthetic way so that he can look forward to a better lifestyle post his marriage so he had planned this taking his younger sister in confidence and he had somehow convinced his parents to sign up for it and the money was being spent by the parents now it's not difficult for anyone to guess that the one who holds the purse strings holds a lot of clout over the things that they decide now ranjan gave me a quick tour of the house with his sister in tow while the parents stayed put in the living room it was an old bungalow with three bedrooms done up in conventional bangalore style simple clean and sparse a large coconut tree graced the entrance of the house giving it a distinct regional vibe i fell in love with the bungalow as soon as i saw it but yes it needed a lot of upgrades the plumbing pipes were giving way uh, the tiles looked shoddy it was indeed an old house as ranjan showed me around he spoke vividly about his wish list how he needed to renovate the old style kitchen and how the bathrooms required new plumbing fittings and tiles 
three of us chatted along and uh, I got a fair amount of idea of what is required. And then we came back and sat with his parents while I enthusiastically showed off my portfolio and spoke about whatever experiences I have gathered so far. Throughout the meeting, I could sense a lot of resistance from parents as they were not so focused on the design and they kept asking more and more about what's it going to cost them. Now, here we need to remember that, you know, the designers can provide a ballpark and an estimate. It's not a difficult thing, but for that we need some basic ground information. And uh, if that is not provided, then we are always walking on eggshells. In the very first meeting, before really knowing the project, it's very difficult to come to a conclusion about what the costs are going to be like. And especially for me back then, because I was fairly new in a new town, I didn't have uh, many resources to gauge the cost so quickly. And I wasn't using half the tools that I use now to uh, do a kind of a prep before I go for a meeting. So I was clueless. That did not go down well with them. Now looking back, I do understand what kind of thoughts they were processing in their head. But at that time, I had no appreciation of it. I now understand that uh, people back then were mainly dependent upon carpenters or contractor to deliver their design to them. Uh, over a period of time, that dependency also shifted to design magazines and now very recently to the Pinterest. But all along, uh, what they forget is that the contractor or a carpenter is unable to provide them the design that they see on their screens or in the magazine. And they feel let down when the design is delivered to them finally. The problem is that they're not able to come up to uh, a realization that the interior designers are meant to do just that. And they also, unlike carpenters and co uh, contractors, belong to the organized and more professional sector. And they are more committed to their work. Well, that leap of faith is taking some time. So back then, if they felt that they needed me to tell them certain figures and they needed me to commit to those because of the fear of being let down, I can understand that in hindsight. But like I said, at that time, I wasn't able to understand it or appreciate it at all. So the short of the long is that my clients were dwelling too much into that negative emotions, making me feel negative. But however, since Ranjan was very, very, very keen and he came from a more positive uh, mindset, what I then witnessed that day was a battle between the generations and the family. The son somehow managed to take charge of that particular meeting and directed it more towards the design than the financial matters. I was somewhat able to, uh, you know, give him some idea of the interiors that was flashing in my head and uh, bring out a piece of my creativity to on the table to show to them. Um, that was a savior, but all in all, the meeting just did not go down well with the parents. 
Now the sister also had a role to play in the meeting and she was throughout supporting the big brother but I also saw her swinging uh, towards her parents whenever it uh, came to uh, talking about financial matters um, which is also understandable because she was trying to act as a mediator between the both. But that wasn't helping the meeting logistics at all. It was, we were just swinging between um, uh, going to the design and then coming back to the budgets and then moving towards whether they want to do, uh, actually do it in that time frame or whether they would want to uh, get the daughter-in-law into the house and get her opinion as well after they are married. So the discussion went south. It absolutely went south. And at the end of it, I think it turned into more of a family discussion where I had absolutely no control over um, or no, uh, I, I couldn't intervene at all between their ideas, their thinking because they were only talking about uh, interior design versus no interior design. Well, that was my first meeting. And like I said, it was an absolute disaster. For the second meeting, Ranjan suggested that we meet outside of the house with some sight images that he brought with him. He said that, that it will be better that he discusses the design in isolation, not in front of his parents. Basically drawing from the last experience. But he did bring along his sister. And it went very well, wherein he explained how he needs a very modern look. And he also made a list of the things that uh, needed a change. Now the sister uh, preferred Indian ethnic design so she kept mentioning how uh, you know she would want it a little bit more Indian than very very modern. I tried to bring that balance between uh, both the design styles and I told them that I would deliver them something which will satisfy both of their preferences to which they were really very happy if I could do so. Um, after a certain point, I noticed that Ranjan got a little argumentative with his sister because uh, she mentioned something about using reusing the old sofa in the living room. And then she went on to say that most of the furniture in their house is of teak and that is what they would want to retain. And I think that did it for Ranjan because the furniture was very very old style and uh, at a point he accused his sister of uh, buying into the belief systems of the parents and trying to pursue me to uh, actually again deliver an old style design <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time though because they had a very valid argument and i couldn't do anything to referee that Anyway, from the perspective of design, my meeting attained its objective and goal, but I wasn't left with very happy clients. My third meeting was slotted to be in the house. And I think it was a good idea because it was a mood board presentation and I had designed a concept for, for them, which I wanted them to have a look while staying in that room sitting in that room and imagining it. 
I had designed a concept for them which was a combination of Indian ethnic and contemporary. Well, when I look back, it was a reasonable trade-off. It retained the sofas, which was the bone of contention. But it also brought in some new elements that made that old sofa look new. It brightened up the walls because in any case, the painting was overdue and the parents were keen to get the house painted any which ways. And it did not require them to make any major purchases other than a coffee table, a foyer console table and a new TV unit. Well, TV was the word that caused the next set of problems. It brought in arguments about whether they would have any budgets left to buy the TV and it went on to go into the other areas of the house where it shouldn't have gone that day. It went into the bathroom tiles, it went into the king-size beds that they've had handed them uh, handed over from their grandparents. Uh, we were soon discussing the budgets again. So much so that the budgets that were planned for the wedding were brought into question. The budgets that they were planned uh, for uh, travel, for honeymoon, <laughs> were also brought into question. So this time again, I found myself in the epicenter of disagreements between the family. Well, I do understand that when you are trying to narrow down on a budget, you have to have a big picture in your head. But I was unable to direct them to the big picture, which I should have done right at the start of the meeting or better still right at the start of our interaction, that is on the first meeting. And because of partly my inability to take that command and hold off the discussions and partly their resistance to let the controls go, it just didn't work out well. And I was frustrated. In spite of uh, being a fresher, my enthusiasm was totally gone. Now we were three meetings into this discussion and I did not have any retainer and they didn't have an interior designer. We were still struggling with budgets and aesthetics. Now at this time, I decided to take a step back and take a pause. So I came back home, disappointed and disgruntled. I needed some time to cut through the chaos in my head to get clarity so that I can process things wisely. At this stage, I also was considering quitting the project. But the enthusiast within me was stopping me from doing so and challenging me too. Over a period of the next couple of days, I decided to wait till I hear back from them, giving them space to get their clarity, like their own clarity on whether they wanted to continue or not. Two days passed within which I planned a tentative strategy keeping in mind my personal growth and interest as well. When Ranjan called on the third day, he wanted to set up another meeting, this time again at their home. In a way, they did want to go ahead with me. The ball was now in my court again. So I tabled three requests for Ranjan. Number one 
was to issue me a retainer, an amount that would indicate my formal engagement with them. I thought it was only fair as I had by then given them a good preview of my abilities, notwithstanding the chaos that challenged me every, every now and then. And I had also provided them a chance to think about it and decide. That was my number one request. Number two, the second request was that I needed a final design brief with a tour of the house. Well, that is what was my another big issue. I had received my design brief in bits and pieces and that too came ridden to me with controversies every single time. So I was very clouded as to what I should be doing or what I shouldn't be doing, who should I give preference to, whose opinion does matter. All those things were clouding a clarity, my clarity about the design. Hence the second request. Now the third and the final request was the most critical one. Something that I did not realize would go on to become uh, not a request but a requirement in all of my forthcoming projects and something that I learned uh, very, very significantly in this project. I told Ranjan that I required a single person to take lead and to interact with me, be it him or her communicating the design brief to me or be it me presenting my designs to and getting feedback from them. I thought it was really important because at one time I can't be listening to many voices and opinions. It is good to have a family meeting but somehow I needed for somebody to communicate the gist of the meeting to me as well uh, which is a final call on all relevant issues. Um, he immediately uh, smiled and looked at me and said this is what I was hoping uh, that we will come down to but he was trying to uh, just keep his parents amused and involved. Um, for a minute I thought he was getting defensive but then I think better sense prevailed and uh, he ultimately agreed to all of my three requests um, which was good for me because this is what worked in my interest and in my favor so i was onboarded and then came the very next meeting that is my fourth meeting that was again held in their own premises now in my fourth meeting i realized that by setting the rules of engagement, I was able to take command of the situation much better. Uh, the brother and sister duo again took me on the tour of the house and this time they had their requirements written down on a sheet of paper and that really helped. And we had a good productive discussion about each room and I made note of what is there to stay uh, which is like uh, absolutely compulsory. What can stay and we can decide about that after looking at the furniture piece or an element um, a little later. And then what is supposed to definitely go. Putting 
products and elements in these three categories helped me analyze the budgets more clearly and i told them that this is what is giving me a very good idea now this part was good and i thought i was sorted but i also noticed that the parents were keeping their distance and in fact they seemed very upset with all of us again at the time i remember thinking that it shouldn't be any of my business to intervene and try to make things right but i realized later on that it came back to haunt me especially because it was a renovation project and while the uh, while the brother and the sister uh, were to go outside and work it was the parents i will have to face every day on the site when the renovation project was going on the timeline of the execution was planned as 12 weeks within which i had to deliver complete bathroom kitchen renovation along with many new furniture pieces painting of the whole house and soft furnishings were also a part of this turnkey renovation project it was a big project for me probably the biggest that i had done so far and all the selection of the material and designs uh did take a lot of time but they were all made by ranjan and his sister without the consent of their parents we were all set and i had created a strict timetable to adhere to to complete all tasks in time but nothing actually went according to my plan of action the fact that the parents were kept out of the loop did become a a big issue for the whole project for the success of the whole project they intervened frequently they stopped my team to work suddenly on request for some peace and quiet time or whenever guests were visiting their bitterness showed in every single day uh, and had an impact on the routine cycle of my team they questioned my team repeatedly to get answers that their kids were unable to share with them they questioned me also uh, very frequently and sometimes i was able to share the valid answers with them but sometimes some answers where i felt that i'm going to get into trouble i kept from them and that also showed badly on our interaction in the end my team was confused and eventually demotivated by the on on site restrictions imposed by the parents i did provide feedback to ranjan on a regular basis but he also sometimes felt helpless in the view of uh the situation and uh, he was also busy preparing for his wedding arrangements uh, and that took most of his attention he did not want to uh, upset his parents further which i now understand and at the time would request me to adjust and to keep going the project finally got completed but instead of 12 weeks it took us 18 weeks it barely made any profit for me due to the extended overheads as a result of imposing time curfews on my team 
and also frequent material change requests whenever the parents intervened and Ranjan had to comply. So whenever there were materials being changed, sometimes I suffered losses and sometimes I did pass on those upgrades to them. But largely I did not get much out of a change request like the service time that suffered. I could not charge for that because I could not convince them. In fact, I didn't even realize that it would have uh, that I should also levy service charges on change request back then. So those were the points that actually took away from my margins. Now all in all, we did manage to deliver and the clients were moderately satisfied in the end. But as a result of this chaotic, confused, um, you know, a project that just went everywhere, it went out of bounds, I ended up feeling exhausted, drained and extremely demotivated. It was a very big project like I said and for me it was actually a victory completing a project like that but it came at a lot of costs. A cost of my peace of mind, a cost that was a virtual financial cost that I had to bear and also a cost that I had to pay by getting demotivated to take up any more projects for the next few months. So what are my learnings from this? Oh, learning from this project were huge. Number one, you must always, always be ready with your pitch presentation. When I say ready with your pitch presentation, I do not include the design in it. The design has to come in the form of mood board for which you should also have a template ready. When I say be ready with a pitch presentation, you should have your ballpark figures, your estimates, all those figures ready. You should also have a portfolio ready so that you're able to impress the client and asthma and also at the same time inform the client and educate the client. The second point have a scientific way to gather design information. Now when the design information comes casually and randomly, it can just go everywhere. So have a very scientific way, formatted uh, questionnaire, um, use a tool to analyze the design data that you are gathering, um, use a very analytical way also to gauge the design style of your clients. When you go prepared with all these things in your head and of course you carry uh, the, the, the formats and everything with you, it gives a very good impression to the client and they start considering you more professionally and interacting also with you more professionally. Now third, try to maintain pleasant relationship with all the members of the family not like I did with the parents. I think I should have tried harder to pacify them or to sit with them or to counsel them and try to bring them, if not on the same page with respect to the design, but at least on the same page with respect to the need to interior design. Now that will happen mainly when you will have a single point of contact. Now what does a single point of contact do? A single point of contact is somebody who understands uh, your transactions and your 
um, your intentions clearly. Uh, he or she appreciates it and doesn't doubt it. Now that gives you a comfortable spot to have an exchange of information. Whereas with the other people who have their own doubts or little negative mindset, you can still maintain a relationship that leaves the scope to have other kind of pleasantries with them and for you to counsel them or to hold their hands when they are feeling a little discomfort here and there while you are having all the meaningful and meaty conversations with your single point of contact. That's how a single point of contact really does help. Number four, always share a payment schedule and a design process document during your pitch presentation. Now, when you do that, again, it communicates to the client that you are professional, that you know what you are doing, and you have also tested it with the time and hence you have formatted it. They also accept rules of very easily when it is presented to them in a document form. Present it to them, tell them clearly about when you need a retainer, and how much advance you will be needing and how the payment schedule will, will go forward and do so confidently and that will give confidence to your client. It does not mean here that your client will not then ask uh, for changes or negotiations. Yeah, they may, but at least you know what would be your starting point and where it is taking you and you will know how to moderate it. Number five, when working off-site, prepare your client Prepare your team, prepare your site for smooth operations. And for that also, you need to do a thinking before. You need to have your points very clearly. Okay, that is extremely important. Now, last but not the least, educate your client on change orders request. So important. Till when you can allow them to change when you do not have enough bandwidth to accept change orders, when do change orders will, uh, will incur expenses, all those things, if you educate them right in the beginning, there is less likelihood of them coming up with change orders without due consideration of the consequences. Now imagine this project taught me so much and it wouldn't have taught me if I hadn't had a bad experience. This was the time when I started to keep journal of my learnings and I started to pen down all the problems that I was en encountering and I started to uh, then focus on the solutions so that I don't make the same mistakes going forward. And it did help a lot in me making less of mistakes. So much so that over a period of time, I have now a very scientific formula ready for anybody to execute projects you just have to get that right and you will rock all your projects for sure so do stay tuned to this podcast very soon i will also be launching my book on the business of interior design which has all of this that i spoke to it spoke about today all the learnings and so much more in fact, everything that you will need to set up your practice as a designpreneur and also for those who want to work under somebody who wants to be employed under someone and still want to learn the tricks of trade when you go out and implement projects, it will become a Bible for you. 
so stay tuned to this podcast to hear updates on my book which will be launching very soon and to keep learning few tricks and tips that i keep giving you during these episodes do let me know and comment on my instagram page or my linkedin account as to how you're finding the podcast and if you have any queries feel free to dm me thank you so much for joining me today please look after yourself and stay safe